Hello and welcome to our podcast, Wear Many Hats. I'm your new host, Mark Robinson, and I'm the Commercial Director for Hawkey Cleaning and Support Services. On the show, we will be shining a light on the facilities management industry by interviewing prominent subject matter experts across a range of roles and sectors in the industry. Now, by gaining their insights, experience and industry knowledge, we hope to inspire the next generation of young facilities management professionals. Our objective is to share our guests' stories and experiences to help motivate, engage and inspire others into the industry. Via this medium, we hope our listeners will gain new perspectives, insights and learn about strategies to develop their careers in the industry. It gives me great pleasure to introduce my guest today, Paul Wilson, Head of Estates at the Institute of um, Contemporary Music Performance. Hello, Paul. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, absolutely fantastic. Should we just fire in with the the first question? Lovely jubbly. So, look, first off, can you tell us about your career journey in facilities management and and, and how it started? Yeah, so... uh... Obviously, as many people find themselves, um, they don't wake up and go to their career advisors and speak about how they want to get a role in facilities management. So it's, it's yeah. one of these roles that kind of uh, you, you amalgamate, you, you, you change, you, 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 know, you find yourself uh, in those positions that you, uh, you, you kind of start off down one path and then it leads into another. And, and that's what happened with facilities management for myself. Like, uh, a, like I, a happy accident. Like a happy accident. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. So, I mean, I, I, I mean my background originally um, was from when I went to university was to study um, film, TV and radio. Wow. So that doesn't exactly lend itself to facilities management. Um, I, my original course was that to go into music journalism. Right. Um, to to kind of yeah to to interview bands to, to review bands and yeah to just basically be music orientated. Unfortunately, those hopes were dashed through various reasons. Uh, and then after a little spell of travelling with my friends, uh, came back and needed money. Uh, so <laughs> um, yeah. as, and so we we or I I basically got into um, becoming a branch manager right for a furniture or deputy branch manager for a furniture company uh, based in Shropshire. And um, that had kind of facets of facilities management. You know, you'd look after the health and safety of the site, uh, the welfare of, of the uh, drivers, uh, ensuring um, various kind of procedures and processes were, were filled in with the, the vans, et cetera. So it was yeah. that kind of, you know, kind of regimented kind of, um, you know, almost like a PPM regime there. Yeah. I mean, this is going back like, you know, 20 years or so. Yeah. Uh, that got me to a point there, and then uh, because of a personal um, issue that took place, uh, my mum passing away, um, right. I decided to go travelling again. Uh, right. So my wife, well, my girlfriend at the time, and now my wife, we went travelling in 2007. Where did you go out of interest? Uh, went for, a, well, almost a year. So we went to South, well, we went to China first, went to Southeast Asia, went to Australia, New Zealand, South America. Wow. Uh, and so, yeah, just literally just, yeah, just went out and, I know it sounds glib, but found ourselves, you know, yeah. decided what we wanted to do. Um, my decision was that I wanted to move to London. Right. Um, felt that Telford, when I went back to it, was going to be fairly small. Yeah. It was fairly small. Um, so I moved down to London within about two or three months. Right. Uh, was lucky enough, given it was the financial crisis, to uh, find myself a role at um, the University of Law. Oh, fantastic. Um, which is in based in the facilities team. Yep. 
And then that's where my career really took off. It was just basically, uh, you know, work, dovetail between the two sites in London. Um, yeah. There's one at Moorgate where I started. There's one in Bloomsbury. So mm. moved across to Bloomsbury as the facilities manager. Um, then moved across back to Moorgate as the facilities manager because it's a more prestigious site. Um, and then um, became kind of overall control of, of the two sites. Um, but then kind of reached reach where I felt... I couldn't know any further within yeah. within that. I mean, that was like nine years. So, but I mean, they University of Law were fantastic. They gave yeah. me my you know put me through Nibosh, um, did a master's with them um, in business strategic management. Yeah, um, so it's just yeah, great you know bedding stone so to speak for for my career. Yeah, because I see at, at the University of Law, you were obviously promoted on several separate occasions mm. into different roles. Yeah, so. Can can you offer any insights to our listeners about how to, um, you know, take a position within an organisation and then develop yourself into better roles as you're moving forward? Mm. Because you were there for nine years, I believe. Yeah, nine yeah. years. So yeah, basically from the time I moved down to London to yeah 2017. So uh, yeah, I mean it's it it's just almost it's inwardly pushing yourself. Right. Um, I mean. I'll be perfectly honest. I mean, I, I was quite wet behind the ears. I mean, um, yeah. you know, moving down to London, you know, it's quite a, you know, it's, you know, it's the, uh, the kind of arrogance of youth. Yes. Um, of thinking that, you know, and so, you know, I, I need to learn a lot very quickly. Um, but as I said, University of Law were, you know, great partners in promoting me and, and also educating me. Um, right. There was a really good um, training program there. Um, that as I moved on upwards in the company, I was able to to hone to yep. to obviously um, to to bring it along as well and, and make sure that you know people beneath me who I was managing were able to you know to have that support as well. Learning IOSH, you know, um, you know, understanding about water maintenance, uh, fire safety, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, and making sure that that training was you know represented throughout the company, um, yeah. which obviously you know brought on you know future team leaders and, and leaders within the company in themselves. Yeah, so you, so you basically took the decision to develop yourself as well as take on the development that they were prepared to give to you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you, yeah. you need to buy into it. You can't. Yeah. I mean, it's not. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's as much you know your own pushing yourself than you know. You, everyone can you know do the training and that, but it's whether you appreciate it and take on board. You know, you could just do it as a tip box exercise, completely, or agree. you could um, you know you could obviously take it on and make sure that you know those those things that you're learning within that training, you know, you're putting into your day-to-day role. Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. So that sort of takes care of the loss. So where, mm. where where did your career go next? So I moved over to Knight Frank Promise, um, right. which is a subsidiary of Knight Frank. Yeah. Um, moved into residential, um, which was a culture shock, uh, <laughs> which uh, I would say I learned in the first six to 12 months as much, if not more, um, in facilities management and just in life, yeah, <laughs> uh, working life uh, at Knight Frank than I did in the previous nine years, and that's not to you know put away you know those years I spent at the University of Law. It's just that you know Knight Frank, you know, I think personally are the best in in, in the residential market. Um, are, are the highest you know give the highest standards. Yeah, um, you know are you know promoting you know the, the best values for that kind of um, residential management company and facilities management company and health and safety uh, and you know I knew straight away that I was dealing with a different kind of standard of what I'd done previously right and it meant that my steep learning curve you know was just immense in the first year and I, I, I loved it you know, yeah. you know not all throughout of night Frank uh, it was just a, a wonderful experience throughout 
Yeah. So how would you feel the residential setting differed from the commercial setting in that kind of environment? Well, mean, what's your view? I mean, it's it's obviously emotive. It's you yeah. know for the University of Law, if there's a classroom that was damaged or, or you know not in, in a good state or you know there was a leak, etc. Um, you know you could you know invariably find you know a separate classroom for them to move into. You know it's not you can just say to a resident, oh by the way, we're just going to move you down yeah. into, into <laughs> yeah. another just flat, put you down onto floor thirteen, yeah. or, you know, or, or even like you know just say, oh we'll get you a hotel. You know that doesn't yeah. work. And, yeah, yeah, of course. And you know you saying that you know you're going to fix it that evening. You've got to make sure that. You know, you're making fixing it that evening, or you know, certainly doing everything you can in your power to to, to mitigate, you know, whatever the situation is. Um, you know, I I thought, you know, lawyers and academics were quite difficult people to please, but residents are a whole new, you know, ball game. It's yeah. um, it's it was like I said, such a steep learning curve, and and you know, one of the things you had to do is offer, you know, exemplary customer service, yeah, which I think by working in university of law and an educational setting put me in good stead that was um, a skill that you accumulated via the experience you'd had in the past yeah definitely yeah. i mean it's it's different as well if i go back to the um when i moved to university of law from my previous role as the uh, deputy branch manager um it's you know a, a lot of that was you know if there was issues um with customers complaining or issues with any kind of deliveries etc it was all on the telephone university of law was face to face all the time yeah. um and that was you know good to bring that into night frank um and dealing with residents face to face you know there's no kind of hiding or anything it was literally you know if you've got a resident screaming at your face you know yeah. you're going to have to you know locate them and, and make sure that you know you're doing everything you can to to solve that situation yeah, so so two two really different organisations in terms of how they were structured and what they looked after. So that obviously built your skill set within the facilities management industry. And mm. you know, based on our conversation before this, you're now in a role which is kind of a, a labour of love for you, really. Yeah, what yeah. facilities management in general? Do you mean or yeah, facilities the, management oh. within um, your current role? Oh, ICMP. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, like I said, it's a couple of months in now, but I mean, it's. You know, the circle's been closed in so much that I'm back into music now. Yeah, um, fantastic. For me, you know, as most people who know me personally will will attest, it's a passion of mine. It's mm. some would might say an obsession. That'd probably be my wife who uh, <laughs> would say that. Um, and so for me, it's yeah, dealing you know with that kind of well, my passion on a day in day out basis. Not you know, no disrespect to residential you know re- yeah. management. You know, it's I did have a passion for that. Yeah, but obviously, yeah. it's you know, it's not burning as brightly as, say, you know, my passion for music. Yeah, of course. So um, who's your favourite band, Paul? Uh, I have three. I, I don't I don't. Oh, do come on, one. tell us two, two, who's, who's the three. So my three are uh, Radiohead. Oh, love them. Yep. Um, Nick Cave. Oh, yeah, like him. Yep. And Wilco. Wilco? Yeah, oh, no uh, one knows Wilco. But Wilco. I've not heard of Wilco. Where no. are they from? Uh, from Chicago. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. You'll have to share something with me on YouTube. Okay, I will yeah, do that. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll be interested to have a listen. That's no problem. Okay, brilliant. Um, that's fantastic. So, you know, what advice would you give someone um, that's interested in starting a career in facilities management? Uh, I'd, I'd have two. I, I would obviously the the qualifications. I feel um, are important. Right. But as I as I said earlier, um, it's no good if you're just going to do it as tip box. If you just yeah. if you're just going along just to get those qualifications, but not use them. Um, you know, I think having IOSH and getting with the IWFM, um, trying to, you know, um, embrace or, you know, getting up to legislation standards and obviously making sure that you're up to date with all those changes that are taking place, you know, fairly, you know, obviously regularly. Um, and then I would also uh, gain a mentor 
Um, I've had plenty in my life right. um, on a work basis. Uh, I had three or four at University of Law. I had a couple at, um, at Knight Frank. Mm. And, you know, I'm all about collaboration, yep. um, all about learning of others, taking a lot of different viewpoints and then making that decision myself. Um, yep. You know, I, I don't, I'm not one of these people who will just walk in and just, you know, take over and, and make you know decisions without hearing other people's viewpoints because it's important to to hear those different viewpoints and stands you know and, and backgrounds you know will always give you you know different variations of of different of a theme yeah. so um getting a mentor i think is really important i think that's crucial you know because I, I think it's also something that's sort of gone a little bit quiet and backwards in terms of you know mentorship and so on and so forth so it's really interesting that that's helped to really shape your career and could also help to shape other people's career as they come into the industry yeah never be scared scared to ask mm. um you know if there's a problem or if there's a situation where you're not confident on something i mean like i said arrogance of youth you know a yeah. lot of people are going to turn around you know or probably think oh, you know I, I don't need any help here and i'm you know, guilty as that you know as through life um but you know i've realized now i can't do everything on my own and you're yeah. gonna have to you know give give out you know um you know work to others and, and obviously learn from others as well um yeah. and so yeah i think there's always somebody out there who's, who's obviously got better skill than you and don't be you know afraid to tap into that well we can't do everything can exactly. we you know yeah. and, and I'm, I'm a big believer that there's no such thing as a stupid question mm -hmm. and the main reason i know that is because they ask them all the time <laughs> so <laughs> um, you know I, you know I, th I think that it's really important that if you don't understand something get to the crux of it yeah definitely um you know which and is especially crucial. joining new organizations because they've got yeah. they're, they're wedded to their ways yes um and so you know what what went before you know even in the interview process where they say oh we'd love to you know get your kind of views and bring your experience from you know previous you know organizations yep. etc when it comes down to that nitty-gritty of the monday to friday you know a lot of it you have to fall into line of how they want it to be done yeah um you know that doesn't always work mm. and again history tells you that um but equally you know i think you know you have to you know, stand up and ask, you know, the, these questions, as you said, whether they're stupid or not. I don't yeah. think they are. You know, I think, you know, there's, you know, there's, and so, you know, you need to, to be confident, you know, in asking these questions because you can't do it all yourself. Yeah. I like to call them dynamic questions, Paul. That's a better way of putting yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it sounds better. I'm using that one. Now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fantastic. So, um, quite an interesting question now. Um, and I don't mean the Terminator films, but what role? do you see artificial intelligence playing within the facilities management industry? If any at all, you, you may think that it doesn't have one. What, what's your view? Um, yeah, I think, I think it's obviously going to, I mean, we, it's creeping up throughout, you know, I mean, it's with the chat GPT. Uh, I think it's, it is something that, you know, it's not, it would be silly to not in, you know, embrace it. Um, where it takes us, I can't foresee. I, I, I can't, you know, I can't really predict that. Yeah. Um, I think it will have an influence on on facilities management. Um, how great that is, I think um, it's hard to justify and hard to, to actually see at the minute. I mean, I think it's quite clouded. I think, um, but, you know, for us to say that, you know, be arrogant as an industry to not think it's going to have an effect on us, um, I think we'd be misjudged to do that. I think that's a really interesting point, you know, because I think everybody is making judgments and predictions about how AI is going to affect this industry and that industry. Um, but we just don't see now what it's – because it's going to move so quickly exactly. mm -hmm. that what it is now might be completely different 
to what it's going to be in 12 months' time. Yeah. So, you know, I think with AI, you've got to keep your mind open. I do. I do agree. About the possibilities. Yeah. And, and not be scared of it. You no. know, I mean, don't, everyone has a, a slight fear of change, but change is good. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, you know, if there's, you know, if we look back to five years ago and the, you know, the, the differences in, you know, in the internet of things, how that's improved things within facilities management. Yep. You know, five years ago uh, or, or circa that, we'd have been, you know, scared of that. That yep. kind of thing, but now we embrace that. So, you know, I think it's hard for me to justify, as I said, um, where I think it will lead us because I don't think anyone really knows. And I think you're just no. literally putting your finger in the air and, you know, and, and predicting something that you could have egg on your face. I'd say we're in for a very interesting five years, like. I, I agree, yeah. <laughs> very good, so. Very good, so. Oh, fantastic. So, in, in your opinion, um, you know, and, and across your experience and the roles that you've had, um, how do environmental, social, and governance issues impact facilities management and the decisions that you make on a daily basis? I think it's it's prevalent now in everything. Um, I think you almost take a step back and look now and think, how is that going to affect ESG? Um, I think our, our communications and our uh, relationships with contractors um, are, are key now with ESG. Yeah. Um, I think certainly the sustainability part of it um, is, you know, with with people endorsing having, you know, uh, electrical vehicles uh, and so forth, um, you know, also um, making sure that, you know, the workers are paid correctly as well. Um, so, yeah, I think everything now, I mean, we're, we're doing a major project um, in our, um, one of our sites, well, our second site in Queen's Park, uh, and we're putting PV panels on there. Um, right. We're doing a massive uh, refurb of of our original site in Kilburn. Yeah, of replacing all the double glazing, right. uh, or replacing two double glazing, I should say. Um, so you know, everything that we do now is is down to sustainability because you know we we have to attract these students, and you know, and so you know, we know you know through studies that students are you know sustainability is a massive part of you know what their thoughts are, mm. um, and you know if it's, it might be a difference between going to our campus, uh, going to our university, um, instead of going to a competitor. And it yeah. might be even just based on, on sustainability or uh, environmental ethos. Fantastic. And if you mentioned supply partners previously. Have, have you seen a, a, a good participation from supply partners in those areas? Or do you think that supply partners in general could do better? I think everyone could do better. Mm. Um, you know, um, the ones I've used previously at Night Frank uh, and, and brought across, you know, since um, I know that, you know, they're, they're keen to, yep. to, you know, have their environmental credentials, mm. as I said, about electrical vehicles and obviously um, carbon footprint. Yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of the, um, I mean, it's, it's early days, you know, ICMP, but equally I know that the company, you know, one of the companies is, is will, will, you know, give me, um, Good sage advice on on how to improve, you know, the um, our electrical output at right. that site as well. So, you know, I think there's a lot of exciting um, things we can do to improve the environmental. That's what you need, though, isn't it? That kind that kind of collaborative relationship Definitely. whereby you can have those conversations and yeah. you know you you can help each other. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen it now, and it's not it's building those relationships, and I, I you know. I, 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 I kind of laugh at this um, now, but I mean, it was one uh, one procurement director who said um, to me that you know, um, Paul, we can't just bring on um, you know um, partners who um, you know you've done who've done good work for you in the past um, and you built good relations. Just you know, you can't bring on just them a, a drop of a hat. And my thoughts were, 
no, we can exactly do that because that's how that's how you know that's how con contractors work. You know, that's how yeah. you build up those relationships, and you know, a good job, you know, built you know, good job built up over time. Um, that's the whole industry. That's how it all works. You know, and you know, I, I, I'm going to be using contractors that I've been using now for the last five years, uh, ICMP, um, because yeah. you know, I'm, I value their judgment. I value their their honesty. I value their work ethic. Work ethic. Um, so why wouldn't I use those those people that I've brought on? And that's that's one of the strangest comments I've ever heard a procurement director to use. Yeah, well, I mean, trust is the key word, isn't it? Mm. You know, I mean, you need to work with people you trust, um, and you know, sometimes that can be hard to come by. Mm. Um, to be fair, um, okay, that's really interesting. So, quite an interesting question now. Okay. Paul. Um, how is the internet of things um, becoming increasingly important in facilities management? Well, I mean, it connects everything. Obviously, yeah. that's that's a, a simple way of putting it. Um, but I mean, for us, um, you know, it, it basically, yeah, it opens up boundaries and, and opens up avenues that you know we we had never seen before. Yeah. Um, I mean, the fact is now that you know we've it's you know you've got the communications and the obviously the the CCTV and how everything's linked to each other. It's just it's a very exciting pathway. Um, I haven't used it in so much in in a great manner of respect uh, no, in, in the roles I've used because yep. residential I mean it, it didn't lend itself to that okay. um, but I mean reading about the case studies that I've seen um, you know I think it's something that again you know as I said you know five years ago we were probably slightly in awe and scared of it but now yeah, it's something yeah. that we can embrace yeah um, you know it's something that you know I I can see certainly in the commercial world being embraced more. Um, and something that's going to, you know, take obviously and, and develop alongside, you know, I think I think we've got an opportunity now to develop it and make it bespoke to facilities management as well. Yeah, um, I think it's something that you know, it's not something that we can just you know create as kind of template for. I think it's something that can be developed in you know across across multifacets now for us. Yeah, I think you could apply that rationale um, to AI. Actually, mm. going back to our previous yeah, question, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the difference is. AI is just going to move so much quicker yeah. than than that did five mm -hmm. ten years ago. Yeah. Um, so I mean, Internet of Things could be the mini disc, whereas this is the iPod. Yeah. 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 iPod. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Well, well, or the Walkman. Or the Walkman. This yeah. is the iPod. Yeah. Does, does anybody remember Walkmans? I, well, yeah. yeah. I'm sure I may. Have, I used to have yeah. one as well. Yeah. <laughs> I had a mini disc, and that that just never went anywhere. So. Mini. I had one of them too, mm. and a CD player, but it just kept jumping, which yeah. was a bit not very good, mm -hmm. to be fair. Okay, so so you know, in in your opinion. Um, and, you know, this is your opinion because that's important to people that are out there listening. Um, what does the future landscape of facilities management look like? I think as we touched upon ESG, yep. um, I mean, fire safety um, is obviously, you know, with, with the unfortunate episode of, um, you know, the events at, at Grenfell. Um, yes. So the building safety bill, Um you know, from a residential standpoint is obviously in the golden thread, um, you know, putting the power back into the residents' hands in so much that, you know, they, they have now full sight yep. of, um, you know, what, what works have been carried out or have been carried out or not been carried out, unfortunately. I would say quite rightly so as well. Definitely, to yeah. be fair. Yeah, you know, they're paying a premium to, to be, you know, and they need to feel safe. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking from experience, again, Knight Frank, you know, they, they took they took no cut no corners. You know, yeah. we were we were exemplary in that. Um, and so, yeah, you know, it's I think fire safety is obviously going to be key now, and, and rightly so. You know, mm. unfortunately, it takes a horrendous event 
uh, you know, tragic event such as Grenfell yeah. for the industry to wake up. Um, but they need to learn from that. Yeah. Um, and they, well, but by the looks of it, by obviously implementing this this law, then they, they have. Um, but ESG will be, yeah, I mean, environmental, certainly, you know, um, you know my son is 20 months old now. You'll be, you know, be living in um, 2100. Um, yeah. um, you know, like I said, he, um, you know, I want him to be li- living in a place that's, um, you know, that isn't like some kind of horror film or, or some kind of dystopian film that agreed. Um, and so, you know, we need to manage, you know, manage it now um, and need to make sure that environment, the environmental around us is, is you know, is, is there for future generations. Yeah, but crucial, yeah. absolutely crucial point. And I think, you know, the, the uptake, I think, across the industry of ESG is, I think, been phenomenal, mm. um, both from service partners and client side. And I, I th- I, because I don't think they get a lot of a lot of kudos, but no. I think the industry as a whole, mm-hmm. probably when you compare it to other industries, actually needs a bit of a pat on the back. I think yeah. that the industry has done quite well. Yeah, well, I think there's that, more to do, obviously, of course. But yeah. I mean, as we all know, in facilities management, it's you know, if you're doing a good job, it's it's recognised, but you know, you are only really pulled up on your mistakes, or yeah. if something goes wrong, you know, yeah. no, no one's saying, you know, when you've set a room or, or done something, you know, so oh, the room was set lovely. It was, you know, it's only if it's something wrong with it. So, you know, I, yeah. I, I but I agree. You know, it's you know, there's been a huge uptake um, in in knowledge and embracing that knowledge for environmental, um, and you know, but, it, but there is still you know more to be done. We can always get better, exactly as they say. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, thank you. So, so. What are some of the common challenges that that you face on a daily basis at the minute in your present role in facilities management? What, what are the things that you think? Oh, how, how do I fix that? Um, I mean, still new to the role, so I'm in that honeymoon period, and yeah. you know, um, I mean, it's it's. I wouldn't say there's any problems. Um, I mean, what the, the 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 surprising thing for me, or the welcoming thing for me, has been um, has been the, the positivity of the team and the facilities team itself. Um, you're always a bit, let's say, worried about moving to a new role and, and seeing, you know, if you, you know, what 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 kind of you know atmosphere is going to be there or, or kind of standard of the team. And it's it's been refreshing to see, you know, wall to wall praise for that team. Um, and that, you know, I've got to give kudos to my my predecessor because um, mm. obviously, you know, he, he left it in a really good place for me to inherit. Mm. Um, I think. You know, if there's a challenge for me, it's a positive challenge in so much I'd like to bring that team on uh, yeah. and bring them, as I discussed previously, the enthusiasm's there. Um, but to get them, you know, up to up to date on their training, yeah. um, the majority of the people who who work there are ex students. Yep. So again, you know, they they haven't, um, you know, facilities management or facilities is, is a new kind of environment for them. New concept. A new yeah. concept. Yeah. To be fair, none of us really knew it existed exactly. until we started working. Yeah. In it, to yeah. Be well, I mean, uh, you know, go back yeah, a few years and when I was still going to, to weddings or being invited to weddings, given my age. Um, yeah. And they were, you know, everyone would start asking me about, you know, what I did and you could, you'd start talking about health and safety and, and people's eyes would just glaze over. And yeah. so like, you know, you, they'd be probably looking thinking, I really hope I'm not sat next to a wedding on the table. <laughs> and then, you know, you could see their disappointment when I would sit next to them because they thought they'd be bored to tears of, yeah. you know, health and safety for the, the rest of the, the day. But yeah, I, I would hope that I had better things to say than that. So yeah, going back to the team at, you know, ICMP, you know, there's, there's that enthusiasm there and you can't, you know, you can't, you, you, you want to bottle that. You want to keep that and, and keep that enthusiasm there. So, you know, giving them the opportunity to learn, you know, about health and safety, IOSH uh, and 
you know, moving them on, hopefully to Nibosh as well, you know, on that kind of pathway and, you know, I, I, you know, join the IWFM and, and so forth. You know, that then will raise the standards at ICMP and, you know, and just, you know, gives people a, you know, gives them that opportunity and, and want, you know, that kind of, you know, willpower to come to work and, and give their best. Well, it elevates them as well. It yeah. elevates them. It gives them, you know, the skill set that they could perhaps have if they want to continue to pursue yeah. a career, not just in facilities management, but other things as well. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that you're championing development is, I think, really important. Yeah, you know, um, no, I agree. No, it's something as well. I mean, none of us as well should, you know, think to ourselves, oh, you know, you know, we want them to be the best they can. And if that's with ICMP or, or to move on eventually, you know, because, you know, they might outgrow the role, you know, and if yeah. they do, that's great because yeah. it means that, you know, me and, 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 you know, the other managers and the team, team supervisors there have done, you know, and developed that person. And we want future leaders to be developed. You know, that, that's one of the pleasures of being a manager is, yeah. you know, seeing, you know, the people that you, you know, work on and, you know, and manage, you know, to, to develop as well. Yeah. You know, and it's exactly the reason this podcast was created, you know, because we want to give people the insights in the industry so that they become future leaders mm. and move the industry forward. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Thank you. Um, so, Another interesting question here. How do you stay informed about new developments within the industry? What's going on? What's happening? And so on and so forth. How do you, how do you keep your, your ear to the ground, Paul? So, yeah, I mean, I'm a member of IWFM. Yeah. Uh, or um, certified with IWFM. So I, I get their, you know, quarterly magazine. Um, yeah. There's various symposiums and webinars that I'll, I'll, I'll join as well. Um, yeah. You know, obviously on LinkedIn. Um, so there's there's a wealth of information on there. Um, it's it's just and like it's just the general interest. I mean, for me, it was you know certainly when I was in residential, uh, keeping up to date with um, the housing crisis and so much the um, and obviously the the um, uh, all the issues with um, with all the panels and the um, insulation and the issues there. Um, that for me was I needed to be you know on key and, and understand all of that because you know, we you know, we were part of that as well you know, there yeah. was there was buildings there that we were managing that you know needed to be um to be managed safely and some had waking watch as well yeah so, yeah so you know to, to have that insight there um was key um to keep keep abreast of the situation and, and obviously inform people who, who needed to be known as well like my, my line managers um th- there's that i mean it's just literally also meeting you know and and, and kind of um, networking with other people um, and meeting like-minded people. Mm, just to dovetail, it's quite a big industry now, that Waking Watch, isn't it, across yeah. the UK, to be fair? Yeah, I mean, it's... I'm not a huge fan of it in so much that um, it's... it's Well, it, it's... It, you know, they're, they're not they're not trained personally um, into, right. the, into the manner that I would expect them to be. Um, so, Considering what they're doing, yeah, the importance um, of the role. I mean, right. the Waking Watch and the some of them are asleep you know you've got I've caught them so it's like yeah I mean for me it's it's a it's an industry that's kind of developed which I have if it leaves a bad taste in my mouth because yeah. it's it's one that you know you are you know the, the lease uh, the the um you know the residents are charged an extortionate amount of money yep. for it uh, and I don't think they get full value for it you know um yep. so you know that's something I think needs to be looked at yeah, personally, in my but, but that's an important call out as well, you know, because if we don't talk about these things, then they don't get remedied and mm. rectified. So, you know, that, that's quite an interesting, an interesting take on it. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the bit of a mystic Meg question here now, Paul. <laughs> okay, right. So, um, 
What do you see as the biggest opportunities and challenges in facilities management over the next five years? Okay. I think uh, one of the opportunities is to recognise facilities management more. Yeah. Um, I think it's, as you said, you know, we have made great strides and, and, and um, you know, are more recognised you know, as an industry. But I do think it's something that, you know, it's a, it's a new industry. Um, you know, as I said, when, it was hard. Whenever you said facilities management five years ago, people just, you know, wouldn't really understand the concept of it. <laughs> they had no idea what it was. No. I say to people now, Paul, they still don't know. <laughs> well, no, exactly. Yeah, it's, it is one of those, you know, that we, yeah. we are having to, like, you know, do a bit of tub thumping. Do what? Exactly, yeah. yeah and so you, and then it's almost that you try and, you know, either justify it. Excuse me, sorry. Either justify it or, or just, um, or downplay it. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think for us, it's, you know, we should be shouting from the rooftops, really, what we do. You I know, think it's, so. It's, you know, it is the health and safety of people. It's, you know, the betterment of, of either the commercial or, you know, the offices that people are in, the residential places, that, you know, parts that they live in. I mean, and, and you know, now these these residential uh, properties are almost becoming commercial properties themselves, you know, with, yep. you know, with, with um, you know, um, you've got pools and gyms. Yeah, mixed-use developments yeah. and the retail shopping, you know. This, yeah, so, yeah, you know, there's such a merging there. So, mm. you know, I think it's an industry that, you know, we should be, you know, there's an opportunity there for us to promote ourselves with them. Obviously, the aforementioned environmental, you know, I think, you know, and adding value to, you know, the P&L of companies. I think it's it's something, you know, that we can certainly as well, as we move into different areas, you know, help with projects, help with the development of projects. I mean, it was frustrating in some respects that when when we would take on new new projects that, at night frank that we were left towards the end of saying oh you know have you got any input on this and, and you know we added value of saying like you know well you know if you do this this isn't going to work and if you do yeah. that you know you know where where's the concierge going to sit or where's the building manager going to sit yeah. oh we haven't done them an office well you know that kind yeah. of that element of it so yeah. you know unless we're there at the kind of almost design process now i'm not saying i'm an architect far from it yeah. um but you know i, I have that value that i can add you know, yeah. to that that architect's design um, and so i think you know having us, you know, the forefront as well um, would would be a, a massive boon as well. Yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, if they don't have somebody at that at that stage, mm. suddenly it's gone live, and they've got to find an extra X amount, thousands of pounds to yeah. to, to build whatever needs to be built for those facilities. So, well, storage yeah. space. I mean, yeah, it's the bane of our lives. You know, really? we want more storage space, but no right. one ever considers it. Right. Okay. So maybe in the next five years. We can fix that. We'll fix a lot of things. Yeah, just give me more storage space. Yeah, more storage, but more cupboards. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Thanks, Paul. So, so what are the, the what's your, what are some of the greatest achievements um, within your facilities management career? Uh, I would say, I mean, I, I, I have a real passion for developing people. Right. Um, so, for me, um, I mean, certainly at Knight Frank, um, there was there was a number of people there that you know. Um, we, you know, we developed. I wouldn't just say it's all on my shoulders. I mean, I'm not that arrogant. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's it's something that I, I have a real passion for, and so much that seeing you know, seeing how people change over time, given you know, and and it's about that enthusiasm. I mean, yeah. As I said, I mean, you know, you could give give the people the tools, but if they're not wanting to use them, then it's you know, it's just going to fall by the wayside. And and the, yeah, it's pointless, the, isn't it? It yeah. is. Yeah. And the, the beauty of it is that you know, there's there's two in, in my mind that you know, really stand out. And you know, one came very very 
inexperienced. Uh, I think they'd be the first to, to admit that. Um, but you know, by by just you know giving them you know giving them a kind of steer, giving them the you know giving the, the um, you know giving them that training, but also that freedom to make those mistakes and not yeah. judge them. Um, you know, I feel that that person that you know that they really developed. Um, the the second one was you know, was based as a concierge, mm. um, but you could in- instantly see that they had passion. You know, they really wanted to better themselves. And again, you know, that giving them you know moving them out of the concierge role at the front of house, but giving them then a, a portfolio of, of of sites to manage and, yeah. and take you know their their great. Uh, customer service but also their kind of methodical nature of it and yeah. turn that across um, a number of sites that you know seeing the, then develop that framework I mean and part of that as well was that there was no training matrix or framework of, of training for any of the concierges at uh, Knight Frank or certainly in the, the portfolio that I was managing it you know right. when I first took over so ripped it up and started again and basically made sure that you know by the end of my well by the end of the tenure, when I moved into the head of residential role, um, that 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 portfolio, you know, everyone was equal. So everyone yeah. had done IOSH, everyone had done you know water maintenance training, water, fire risk awareness training, and so forth. And all those modules have been completed. And just seeing that breadth of you know health and safety experience, you know, rise was just you know it was great seeing. You know, I you know I felt a real achievement from that and seeing people better themselves and that. Yeah, what well, I mean that kind of leadership makes a real difference for people. Because it gives them additional core skills, it helps their careers, it moves them forward. So I'm sure that those individuals would remember that for the remainder of their career. I hope so. As a I mean, positive yeah, thing I mean, that took and, place. And they're they're all, as far as I'm aware, the majority of them are still working, you know, in, in their their current mm. roles. But you know, I you know, I think it yeah, it gives them like you said, it gives them that self of self um ownership you know, self worth that they you know they're, they're feeling valued by the, the company you know valued by their manager you know it's yeah. it's you know they it's not just there for them to turn up and just do you know the bare minimum it's then you know, them them you know pushing themselves you know yeah. and we i say we i'm not there anymore but like yeah. obviously night frank you know they're great uh, you know if you if you had a course um you know that you know i hadn't heard of or you know saying oh, i want to do this course you know within the realms of possibility you know we we, we always made sure that they did it, you know, yeah. because it was if it's the betterment for them and the betterment for the the residents and betterment for the company, do it. You know, made sense. Made sense. Made yeah. sense. Yeah, everybody benefits. Exactly. Yeah, fantastic. So conversely, uh, you know, any regrets? Are there any regrets in the same sort of scenario? Um, it's it's hard. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, obviously, everyone's had regrets. I mean, it's it, but you know, it's got me to this point now. So mm. you know, for me, it's it's one that you know I could you know. Yeah, list as many you know, uh, list a lot of, of regrets I've had over the term now. But would I be yeah. in the same position that I'm in now? You know, in my job that I'm you know currently loving and I'm sure will continue to love. Um, mm. Possibly not. You know, it's that sliding door moment. And yeah. So for me, it's you know whatever's happened in my career, whatever decisions I've made, good or bad. You know, they've got me to this point now, uh, yeah. and I'm comfortable in that. Um, I'm comfortable, you know, where I am now. Um, you know, I'm really, really happy that I'm in, you know, back in education. Yeah. Really, really happy that I'm in, you know, a, a, a topic or a kind of genre, if you want to call it that, of, you know, music that I'm passionate about. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, regret-wise, you know, there's nothing that I want to dwell on. Um, yeah. So it's it's because it's got me into this position now. Well, I mean, I'm a big believer that challenge makes us push forward. Mm. So, you know, I think whatever we experience, be it work life, what, you know, work personal, whatever, you know, it, it, it moves us down a certain path. Yeah. Um, and we grow from it. Yeah. 
Definitely. That's the reality. Yeah. Okay, moving away from facilities management. Okay. Um, we want to know a little bit about you now, Paul. Okay. So what things in life, work or leisure, um, give you the greatest satisfaction and enjoyment? Uh, I suppose I better start with my son and my wife and my dog, else I would get You'll get trouble. wrong yeah. if you don't. Yeah, <laughs> I, would, I would get into trouble. So, yeah, um, yeah, all the family is, is you know, hugely important to me. Yeah. Um, you know, as I said, son is now 20 months old. Um, it's it's aged me about 10 years in, in those 20 months. Um, but I feel your pain, Paul. <laughs> I feel, I've got one at home same age, so I feel your pain. Right, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, um, but, you know, what, what a wonderful experience it's been. Um, yeah. You know, and it's something that, you know, I never probably foresaw myself, you know, becoming a father, but, you know, it's something that I, I you know, feel blessed that I'm, I'm in that position now. Oh, uh, fantastic. So, yeah, that, that's obviously key. Uh, I love, obviously, music because I'm, you know, I'm probably seeing a theme develop through this. Yes, this yes, podcast. very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, film, obviously, as well, uh, and, you know, literature and current affairs and my running and my cycling, yeah. uh, keeping fit. So I've got outdoor activities. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, I mean walking the dog is is, is a challenge in itself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> walking walking the sun is a challenge in itself. So yeah. yeah, it's 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 never done in the the Wilson household. Yeah, going back to music, I feel like you're the guy that I need to ask about what bands to go see live because you sound <laughs> like the type of guy that probably knows. I do go to a lot of gigs. Uh, yeah. I, I do get my knuckles wrapped by my wife. Yeah, about the amount of gigs I go to, but it's something that yeah, it's something that I'm. Yeah, it's an outlet for me. Um, yeah. It's something that you know I um, does no other, no one else any harm. Yeah. So it's you know I, I try to go to as many gigs as I can or, or a festival, um, and I think it's it's something I've done you know from an early age. Uh, yeah. It's something I want my son to do. Um, we've already talked about you know going to a festival probably next year, and he's you know he's really starting him real early then. Really early, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, what festival? Any... Uh, it'd be either Green Man or End of the Road. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh wow! Not not huge ones yet. I don't think. No, not a big one. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away from Glastonbury. <laughs> if I see him there with a flag, <laughs> yeah. I mean, in many years' time, he might go, but yeah, yeah, I don't think he's he's ready for that yet. Oh, that is fantastic. Okay, brilliant. Well, look, that's that's the end um, of our 18th podcast. Um, we hope that you, the listeners, have found it very interesting. Um, I'd really like to thank Paul for taking the chair. It's been such a thought-provoking, engaging, and interesting chat, Paul. Um, we welcome your support and feedback from our listeners. Um, tune in next time. Thank you.